Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? A very special Halloween installment of the internet's most explosive comic book and pop culture podcast, War Rocket Ajax. We are your horror hosts. My name is Chris Sims, and with me is... That's weird. I kind of effed up my own name. My name is Chris Sims. <laughs> with me, as always, is Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you? I'm doing... Booed. I was wondering if you could come up with one for tired. It would take a while. I, Chris, this is the best possible time for you to fuck up your name because it's just like a, no, Matt, a you, name. You, in... You're going to cut that out. <laughs> Don't draw attention <laughs> to it. <laughs> but it's just like if you were in a Simpsons Halloween special. Chris, yeah, I, for some reason, just didn't say my own name right. It wasn't a pun. Chris Shibs. That's Chris okay. screams. That's uh, not bad. C- Chris Sims, like a snake, is saying it. People are oh. afraid of snakes. That's true. Matt, this isn't a Halloween. This isn't a Simpsons treehouse of horror. This is a War Rocket Ajax Halloween special. So we are here at one of the many spooky haunted mansions on Gimmick Street. There's weirdly a lot of them uh, here at 67 Gimmick Street. This is the Haunted Mansion District of Gimmick Street. It is, which should make the next few times we do the Gimmick Street bit pretty easy, all things considered. (laughs) I see that you are dressed for our our sword-themed Halloween party uh, as Guts. You've still got your glasses on, but you you did, uh, did you tape your eye shot there? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, as the opening credits music to Berserk instructs, put your glasses on. So I did. That's what, that's the 90s anime. Okay, okay. we're going to have to talk about that at a later date, because I have a lot <laughs> of questions. <laughs> Mostly revolving around the fact that no one in Berserk wears glasses. Look, all I know is that is the lyric to the song. The guy says, put your glasses on. Well, it's a very good costume. You are uh, uh, visibly bleeding from uh, the the mark on your neck. So that's that's a nice little spooky touch for Halloween. I appreciate yeah. the effort. Yeah, so you got to uh, make it work. And I, of course, am also... Uh, Goku. Goku, yes. Which is... I, I do have the sword that Trunks has that he cut Frieza in half with. Uh-huh. So that does qualify as my sword theming for the the theme of the party. Uh, And we do have one other uh, attendee who agreed to come to the Spooky Mansion. In fact, honestly, you can't keep him out of Spooky Mansions if you try. And I think he's 
just about to get here. Hello? There he is. Video. Hey. Welcome to the, the spooky Halloween party at the spooky uh, mansion in the Haunted Mansion district of uh, Gimmick Street. Yeah, sorry. I I got lost on the way here because uh, I went to one of the other spooky haunted mansions. Oh, did um, you go to, did you go to, to the Dracula Castle? Uh, I did, and you know what? It turns out it's a spirit Halloween now. So that was weird. What's weird is that is a spirit Halloween all year round. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, it's the only one flagship. I, I, there's a spirit Halloween right next to this at six fifty six Gimmick Street too. Weirdly enough, man. I think what's important is that we're all on theme. And uh, Benito, I, what is your sword themed uh, Halloween costume to um, go with well, our ongoing status as sword bros? Right. As this is as this is a sword bro party. Obviously, I brought my sword. I brought the one that I was so lovingly gifted. By Chris Sims. Here it is, the famed sword Excalibur. And here I am dressed as the rightful wielder of that fateful sword, Fate Apocrypha. Is that's who I am, right? Is that the character's name from the anime with that sword? I don't know. I I also I was don't know, but to dress as the rightful king of England, uh Hellboy. Because you can pull it yeah. off because you're very tall, and uh, it's it's true. And also, I have little I have little goat feet, and one of your hands is really big. Yeah, but that is just uh, because I got stung by a wasp. Wow, this bit sure is entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, welcome back to the show. It is, uh, of course, Halloween, and you are, as always, our uh, Halloween special guest, and uh, as well as being our friend and. Uh, our it's not mutual co-hosts because we do two different shows with you yeah so you're like our our meta meta host Hmm. i don't know how to say person that both of us do podcasts with but not the same podcast yeah um i also don't i don't know if we have a prefix for that yeah. There's a in a Venn diagram one side is says hosts of Apocrypals and Chris is in that side. And the other side says hosts of friends till the end. And I'm in that side and Erica is too. But Benito's in in the middle of that Venn diagram. You, you and I also overlap as hosts of War Rocket Ajax. I guess that's the third circle in the diagram. Yeah, I I did um after a relatively recent episode, I did construct an actual Venn diagram uh, of the three of us uh, of which which ones might be at a Fleet Foxes show and which ones might recognize the wrestler Edge. <laughs> now known as the rated R superstar Adam Copeland. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he he uh, he uh, jumped from one company to another. Gotta go hang out with it's, Uncle Jay. That's right. It's uh, it's spooky time, and we have some fun stuff planned for the show. The two of you last year, when I was out of the country, um, ranked Dracula's in what I think is very important work, incredibly important work. Somebody had to, somebody had to do it. 
uh, you were in the spookiest of all countries, Italy. Yeah, I went to a bone crypt. It was great. This year, instead of ranking spooky things, we're going to force treats, candies, things that are handed out at Halloween to face off in a tournament that I am calling the Candy Bowl, in which we will determine the champion of candies. And uh, so that's what we're going to be doing a little bit later in the show. But before we get to that, uh, Benito, I do want to bring up Mm -hmm. your annual list of streaming horror movies. I've said this many times. It is an invaluable resource. The last few years, you you have put your list on Letterboxd. Yep. And this year... Your list was 50 new streaming spookums for Halloween 2023. So it was all streaming movies that you had not put on a list before. That's right. Yep. And um, I have been, I haven't been going through all of it, but I've watched some of the stuff on it. And I I, want to go through what I have seen and ask you of what's left, what you think based on what you know about my tastes what other stuff from your list i should watch Mm -hmm. because i think this is really good i don't have all the streaming services that are on here currently like i i go on and off with shutter so i'll I'll just let you know what i've seen and then you can kind of guide me all right to what all right watch next i've i've been watching a lot of like horror tv and horror anthology stuff instead of movies this year. Yeah, sure. You we talked a little bit about you watching House of Usher. Yeah, I watched House of I I'm like five or six episodes into House of Usher, and I finally finished Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities because I couldn't watch it last year. Um so here's here's what I've seen from your list. Barbarian, great. Mm-hmm. Bodies, 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 which is fun. Questionably a horror movie, but very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun, but it's not. It's certainly not supernatural. It's much more of a. It's kind of got a whodunit feel to it, but with some thriller suspense elements. And but it's also like strongly satirical. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen Deadstream, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the reason to get Shutter. It's great. Yes, it absolutely is. Deadstream I, is my. So my probably overall top recommendation from last year would be Barbarian, which is streaming in various places now. But like my top pick for like what's the party jam of this year? Like what should we absolutely play at the Halloween party this year? Deadstream is it. I've seen Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen Evil Dead Rise. I have seen Knock at the Cabin. That is one I watched this year, which mainly watch it for big dave yep that's he's the highlight and everything else is the low light <laughs> big dave is great in that movie yep uh i've seen megan we talked about it on friends till the end yep i've seen men and we don't you and i have talked we don't yet. need to talk about it <laughs> the, the i've seen the menu uh another one i've seen this year is no one will save you that movie rules right it's pretty good it's Again, I questionably Halloweeny because it's an alien movie. Yeah, but 
the gimmick of it is there's like one line of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah. Very, very little. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty great. Pretty wild. Like Caitlin Deaver, who is the lead in that she was in, uh, in, um, book smart. She's the one that's not, uh, Jonah Hill's sister. She absolutely carries this movie without even speaking. And it's like, it's amazing. Um, Really, really good. Great. Uh, very, again, very suspenseful. But yeah, not like a not like a traditionally Halloween spooky kind of feel. Yeah, uh, I've seen Nope. It has an Akira slide. It's great. It does. Uh, I've seen The Offering, which uh, could have been better. Uh, I've seen Pearl, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic showcase for Mia Goth for sure. Uh, I've seen Prey. It rules. Mm-hmm. Prey uh, does. Chris, really? you've also actually seen Prey. Yeah. 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 I've seen Sick, which I wanted to like more than I did. I've seen Skinnamarink, which I wanted to like more than I did. <laughs> I've seen Smile, which I wanted to like more than I did. Uh, I've seen Us, yeah. obviously. And I've seen the episode of Cabinet of Curiosities, The Viewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen X. So I think it's maybe half the list yeah. that I've seen. Yeah. That's, I mean, pretty good. How do any of you have this much time to watch movies? Um, <laughs> so now, now pretend that I asked that not having read like 400 chapters of Dragon Ball in the past yeah. two months. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't play video games is so the, the think about oh, the okay, time that, that you devote, the time that you devote to the switch. Imagine you were watching a movie instead. Mm. I play video games in bursts, so I don't play. I'm not playing video games often. But if there's a thing my wife and I do together, it's usually watch movies. So that's that's a big part of it too. Uh, oh, I I meant to mention for Smile, I might have had a different experience if I hadn't watched that with my wife, who got really upset at one thing in the movie and then checked out from it completely <laughs> yeah um so i i bet i know what part it was um it involved it involved a kitty cat yeah okay. yep i was right yeah. uh so the thing about smile is like it's it's basic right like it it is a basic horror movie it borrows from better movies like like the ring um but like if you were to watch it in a crowd of people who are not like hopelessly destroyed in in terms of having horror brain, um, (laughs) then like you might enjoy them like popping for every jump scare because there's a lot of jump scares. Yeah, Uh, it's that is that is fair. I I, that's kind of how I am about like paranormal activity. I saw paranormal activity in a theater full of teenagers who were screaming and having a good time watching it. Yeah. that's the that ideal. Yeah. And the same such, same thing with Smile. Um, yeah. That is such a much more enjoyable experience than watching it like at home where the movie if you're just watching the movie it's like maybe kind of boring. Uh Yeah. Smile I I thought just needed to be more self-aware. It's it's it takes itself very seriously. And like the only trustworthy character is a cop that made me mad (laughs) (laughs) anyway all right benito yeah um what should i watch next well 
I will let me say this. One movie that's not on the list because it's not out yet relative to us recording this. It comes out tomorrow. Um, so Friday the 27th uh, on Shutter is uh, a new movie called uh, When Evil Lurks, which has like the most positive buzz in terms of like this being the next kind of like movie that's going to really that's like super intense. And uh, it's from the guy who did that. It's uh, Argentinian. It's the guy who did that movie Terrified. Did you see that one, Matt? I have not. I have not seen um, that. I recommend that one. Um, it's about like, it's basically like this neighborhood in, uh, I guess, Buenos Aires that is, uh, it's super haunted. And it's about people investigating this uh, whole neighborhood. And it's really good. It's uh, other people have described it as being one of the scariest movies they've ever seen. Um, so this new one from the same director is dropping tomorrow on shutter. I'm looking forward to that one, but again, I haven't seen it cause it drops tomorrow. So, but yeah, but based on everything I've heard, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's see one that I think you would really like, but that is not super scary, but is a really good movie um, is uh, something in the dirt, which is the latest yeah. one from Minson um, and Moorhead. Um, have you seen any of their other movies, Matt? You watched Resolution or uh, the, I don't the think Endless? So. Okay, I don't think I've seen any of their stuff. I that's one I I've had on the list on Hulu. Yeah, that one and Innocent. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching those, and I just haven't gotten around um, to them yet. So the thing, um, so the thing about Innocent is it's good, but it's one of those like extremely. It's got a very dreamlike vibe to it. Um, it's not a dream per se, but like the storytelling is in no way linear. Like there's something up with the flow of time. And uh, so it's like, but it absolutely feels like a film strip from like the seventies. It's perfect at capturing that atmosphere. Everything you're saying is enticing to me. Okay. Like the, the, the nonlinearness of it, the sort of like looking like it's from the seventies, the kind of folk horror idea of it. For sure. Like, the older I get, the more I'm into folk horror. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Um, so. so I think you will like that one. I just want you to be aware that you know it's not a, it's not by any stretch a straightforward narrative. On on my Patreon, I do weekly horror movie reviews, and uh, the only real rating I put on it is I end each review with Would Kyle Starks like this. Would Kyle, would Kyle Starks like this movie? I'm saving myself time because anytime I talk about a movie, Kyle will text me directly and ask if he should watch it. So I'm just as a time saving step, I just go ahead and say, uh, would Kyle like this? And Innis Main is probably the movie that I liked the most that I am most firmly confident that Kyle would hate. So, uh, absolutely not his style. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it is really good. And I, I think you would like it. Did you see, Infinity Pool? Yeah, I, that's what I got to watch still. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't seen any of uh, Cronenberg Jr.'s movies. Yeah. Um, uh, well, his previous one before this, uh, Possessor, is, is better than Infinity Pool. But Infinity Pool is really good. And if you do like Mia Goth, who, have, who has had a hell of a year, uh, she's really good um, in that. And um, I think as someone who has, in the last year, done international travel, I think you might uh, – get something out of it. It's, it's pretty good, but yeah, not as good as possessor. You got anything that I like? 
Yeah, Chris, did you watch uh, Renfield? No, I actually didn't. Yeah, Nicholas Cage as Dracula, and then Nicholas Holt as Renfield, uh, and uh, he's and Renfield is basically deciding to end his uh, toxic uh, work relationship with Dracula, and uh, it's very funny, and it basically becomes uh, becomes like a Sam Raimi movie um, partway through in terms of like the big gory action sequences. This is another one where one of the main characters is a cop and that's not the good stuff, but, uh, and it's, it's Aquafina as a cop and that part's the least good part of the movie, but Nicholas Cage is good. Nicholas Holt is good. The action is good. The gore is good. I think you'd like that. I also think Chris, that you would like the Pope's exorcist, uh, with Russell Crowe, um, driving around on a little Vespa. Um, doing an Italian accent. Uh, you talking about the sponsor of this year's WrestleMania? Was it really? They call it WrestleMania. Russell, Russell Crowe. Oh, Mania. Um, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Um, oh right, he did like a he did Russell Crowe did like an intro speech. Yeah, like for every match at WrestleMania had a sponsor this year, which was wild. Whoa. Uh, uh, watch that Mike's Hard Lemonade match. That's one of my favorites of the year. Uh, but yeah, like I re- I have distinct memories of skipping through uh, ads for the Pope's Exorcist. Well, I think you would like the movie. It's extremely dumb. Um, it is one where I do have to give the caveat that it's like <laughs> it's like Thanks, uh, I, I hey I, you you like dumb movies. I like dumb movies. I like this movie. Um, this one I knew Kyle, this one I said Kyle would like, and I was right. Um, but it is one of those movies where it kind of is completely uncritical in its presentation of the Catholic church. So like, uh, you know, the Pope is good. His exorcist is good. Uh, the, the church is good. There's a, definitely a point where the church manages to kind of like, um, remove themselves from uh, culpability in the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, so that's not great. But uh, if you want to, but if you want to see, yeah, if you want to see Russell Crowe, yeah, no, it was. Yeah. But like, but, or, or was it question mark? Um, but like, if you want to see Russell Crowe zipping around and making demons explode, it's pretty good. And also, and this is not really a spoiler, but, it does the somehow it does the completely genius thing uh, at the end of setting up 200 sequels. Like I, I don't, uh, I've never seen a movie so brazenly, like literally set up a specific number of sequels that is in the hundreds. So, uh, so there's that as well. Is that like when, uh, in that first season of sleepy hollow, when they were like, and this is going to go on for seven years and they (laughs) called a shot that they did not make. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I got to, I'm, I I mean, call me a pessimist, but I don't think they're going to get to a full 200 Pope's exorcist movies. (laughs) Since you, uh, brought up this aspect of it, uh, since we had, Alex DeCampi and Erica uh, on the show last week, Eric Henderson. Uh, I've been watching uh, Helsing. Uh, I've oh, yeah. been watching Helsing Ultimate, uh, the 2006 <laughs> OAV. And I feel like that movie 
not only makes the Catholic Church more exciting than it actually is in real life, but also really goes hard in making the Church of England way more exciting. Whoa. The Church of England, you mean more boring Catholicism? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. More boring Catholicism, except also they, uh, you know, have, they gave Dracula guns. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to, don't at me about that. That was a joke, everyone. Lo- lo- <laughs> love you Anglicans and Episcopalians. Love, probably, depending on, you know, where you went in the split. It's fine. Look, um, look, we can all agree, even though this isn't the show where we talk about this, we can all agree that Catholicism is many things, but boring is not one of them. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Anyway, um, just a couple more, Matt, that I would suggest that I think you would like. Um, if you haven't seen Gonjam Haunted Asylum, it's very good. It is a found footage. It's very much like, yeah. um, it's like Grave Encounters, but Korean. Um I, I, that's what I bet Marlene would like. Yeah. Uh, because she actually watches travel channel. Oh shows yeah. 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 All, yeah. All the time. Uh, let's see. Wayserra the bone woman is very good. Um, I would recommend that one as well. And, uh, also resurrection. If you really want a super intense, not at all, uh, fun <laughs> experience, um, with Rebecca Hall and Tim Roth, just acting the shit out of their roles. Like they're so good. Um, the whole movie is worth it just to see them, um, acting off of each other. Um, but yeah, you're not going to come away with that one going, boy, that was, that was a fun time, but it's really good. All right. That is, that is all good to know. Uh, I will try to cram all of those movies into the next, uh, I don't know, five days. (laughs) uh so so uh we'll give it i'll give it a try uh all right it is time to rank candy candy now dig this matt y'all know i love stationery y'all know i love to take notes i love to write i love to write on paper i love to write notebooks matt what'd you give me for christmas this year i got you notebooks and pens and organizers correct i love it uh and i find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a like a text file or whatever actually writing something down physically helps me a lot it helps me organize my thoughts it helps me get my work done and ever since i got my new uh ipad and i got the apple pencil with it i have been doing that on there and that's great the only problem i've had with it it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper which i is a feeling i like we have the solution to that problem that's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called nanodots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook... Here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper like, and I'm sure it's it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use, and paper like feels good on the iPad. Uh they also make 
accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, (laughs) that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a Paperlike on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for Paperlike products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paperlike, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their Digital Pro Planner Bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, the candy bowl has begun. Can you call uh, it so, or do we have to call it the big game? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where we're talking about it. Uh, but but um, when it's rebroadcast, we can't show the halftime show uh, because it's a different media company that produces it. Matt, would you like to explain how you came up with these brackets? I would. So we have 24 competitors in the candy bowl. I probably left out your favorite candy and I'm sorry to all the baby Ruth lovers out there. I'm sorry. Okay. If you like a payday, my apologies, but what I did to obtain these 24 candies was I looked up uh, an article on a website called Galvanize that has lists of the most popular candies in a few different ways. Um, The best-selling candy in the world, the best-selling candy in the United States, the best-selling candy at Halloween specifically, the most popular Halloween candies, uh, listed by kids one through seventeen, and then there's like the most hated Halloween candy, and I included a couple of the most hateds, like the tops of the list of most hated, and those are the bottom seeds. But as much as I could, I just made the top probably twenty or so, twenty two even, um, just incorporated these lists as best I could and, and seeded them kind of by what I saw in these lists. So it wasn't just my biases that led to the seeding and the, the arrangement of the bracket. 
I tried to do it at least semi-scientifically. I appreciate that dedication to the craft. Yeah. I did leave out some of the stuff on the best-selling candy in the world list, just because they're not... not, It's not that they're not available in the U.S., but they're not exactly the most popular stuff in the U.S. Like, Toblerone is number three. Wow. Is it Toblerone? Or Toblerone, whatever. <laughs> I don't know which one it's how it's supposed to be pronounced this correctly. Is all over again. <laughs> it is. Cadbury Dairy Milk one is on the snack situation list already, and two, the American version is bullshit. So uh, I didn't include it. And uh, Milka is also European mm-hmm. and not, uh, and also good, but you know. Not not something you would get at basically any house you went trick-or-treating at uh, in the United States. So uh, that's that's why I uh, did not include it. Uh, I, so that, that, is, that is very revealing to me because looking at the bracket when you sent it over, I was like, there are many very easy decisions on this list. Because there are many things on this list where I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's a good candy, and that other one is absolute trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Here's here's the way I think we'll do this. Uh, for any candy to advance to the next round, uh, there it has to get two votes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if one of us votes for the other thing, the one that got two won, if we're unanimous three, that obvious, there's an obvious winner. Uh, also, just so people know, since this is a bracket of 24, there's going to be a qualifying round. There's going to be eight battles in a qualifying round. And then the actual first round of the tournament, all of the top eight seeds are already in there waiting to face the candies that win in the qualifying round. All right, are we ready to start? I'm ready to start, yes. Yep, let's go. All right. All right, so matchup number one is between the 16 and 17 seeds on uh, in the in the tournament. Almond Joy and Butterfinger. I, I will say this. Perhaps shockingly, I feel like this is going to be a hot take. There okay. is a clear winner here, and it is Almond Joy. Uh I'm not saying that's a hot take. I I am a little surprised, perhaps, to hear it from you. I would have guessed you would have gone Butterfinger. Well, it's my well-known love of peanut butter candy. It's uh, just it's because of your strong Bart Simpson vibes. (laughs) But I I would also pick Almond Joy. Almond Joy is one of my uh, favorite of like chocolate bars. Uh, Well, it's three votes for Almond Joy then. Butterfinger is a is a delicious taste. It is also like just having a mouthful of shards of glass that stick in your teeth. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not a fun experience. It's it is a textural problem. Butterfinger has a textural problem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. So. And I feel like it's it's like one of those candy bars that. Is from when was it invented? Nineteen twenty-three. So it's from 
a hundred years ago at a time where candy technology <laughs> was just not there. And it was like, yeah, this, this thing that shatters when you bite into it, that's good. And then it's just hung around for a century when we could do so much better. We could have a so much better candy bar with like a sort of like peanut butter cookie thing in the middle. Yeah. We have much better technology here in the future. Yeah. Although that does make me curious as to when one of the other items on the list was invented. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. Matchup number two is between Skittles, which is the number nine seed, and the number 24 seed, Candy Corn. Number one on the list of most hated candies. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, this one is c- clearly a misbalanced matchup, right? I feel like Skittles is just going to skate through to the next round, right? I mean, yeah, I guess. But like I've never gotten Skittles and been stoked about it. Wow, really? I like <laughs> So like I like Skittles and uh in fact, uh it, Sometimes when my wife and I are at Target and we walk through the, the candy aisle, we'll get the like the family size or like the share size bag of Skittles. Uh, we call it we call it the big skit. Uh, and uh, she'll go through and she'll eat the flavors that she likes and then she'll give me the ones that are left over. Uh, so Okay, you gotta you gotta say which ones are which. Which ones are the flavors she likes and which ones do you end up with? She likes strawberry and lime. We were completely not we were a non Skittle household for the time that the green was changed from lime to green apple. But once lime oh. came back, Skittles were allowed in the house again. So she eats the lime and the strawberry ones, which means I end up with like the grape and lemon and orange ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I like all the I like all the Skittles. I I don't know. I like the little I like the little bite sized candies because not to spoil what's coming up, but you know I also like M and M's and etc. Similar candies. Here's the thing, Benito. Yeah. You brought up the 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 great tragedy of green Skittles becoming sour apple. Yeah. I was so fucking mad at Skittles. <laughs> For like a decade yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, they ruined it. They ruined their own product. Yeah. By getting rid of lime and making it sour apple. And clutch. They, they've made a clutch move here at the final moment <laughs> to bring back lime. Because to what business genius... Said, oh, we're going to make a sour apple. That's a good flavor for a candy. I don't know, man. It feels, it feels like there was a wave of sour apple as a flavor in candy. Uh, there was like a, a whole fad of it. Well, you could have sour apple Skittles, but make them their own different thing. Don't fuck with regular Skittles. I'm, I'm so glad they brought back lime. So, are, I mean, is it three votes for Skittles too? 
I'll say it. I'll say it. Skittles are cowardly. <laughs> Whoa. How so? Abandoned lime. And then when yeah. they got pushed back, caved. Oh. Caved. They Didn't caved to the demands of the mob. So you're saying the woke mob <laughs> came uh-huh. after Skittles. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. The you woke got it right. lime mob. Chris, is your, it, are, are you going to do a protest vote for candy corn? No, because we've, we've discussed this. I don't have strong feelings one way or the other about candy corn. It's sugar. It's fine. I don't know why it pro- like why it prompts that reaction other yeah. than that it's just like you you have been folks you have been lied to you have been you have been conditioned to want name brand candy name brandy mm, mm, I, mm. as I call it <laughs> and so when you get candy corn you're like this isn't Snickers and then here's my question yeah. Chris, what is the flavor of candy corn? It's sugar. It's corn syrup. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, and it's good for you because it's made of corn. Remember those commercials? I Isn't don't. That weird that it's that it's that they take corn, turn it into corn syrup, and then turn the corn syrup into an approximation of corn. There's like yeah. a word for that, right? It's like a it's like a skewmorph you can eat. Yeah, it's like it's like that whole thing about the dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets, right? The di- dinosaurs evolve into birds. We turn the birds into into the dinosaur nuggets. Uh, so it's like there's a there's a sousson of the original as we as we return to tradition. I don't know, whatever. Like 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 a sort of food homunculus. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Skittles. All right. Okay. So Skittles move on to out of the qualifying round to, um, I guess we'd call it round two. Um, the next one I think is a very interesting matchup. Sour Patch Kids, the number thirteen seed, versus Mister Goodbar, the number twenty seed. Um, yeah, I think this is going to probably be my. F- first controversial pick but i'm gonna go mr Goodbar. okay i don't i i don't i agree with that i but i also agree that it is a controversial pick because i feel like mr Goodbar is like an underrated like stealth really good candy like it is its name it's a good bar it's a hershey bar with, with, peanuts. with peanuts yeah which is pretty good. I here's the thing. I associate Mr. Goodbar. To me, Mr. Goodbar is mom candy. Mm. Because it was my mom's favorite candy bar. It's <laughs> as far as I know still is. Uh but it it is like perhaps underrated. This could Mr. Goodbar could be a Cinderella in this tournament. <laughs> it, and so the other thing like a Sour Patch Kids, it's not nothing against them. I like sour candy, and it's like, is it the only sour candy on the list? I think it is. Um, um, I mean, it's. I mean, there's sour versions of some of yeah. these. Like, there's 
sour there's sour skittles right true but but yeah there's also spicy skittles i don't know if you <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you've had those but i have um but uh it's just that uh i i'm not i don't love the consistency of of like gummy candies i don't i don't know it's a, it's that one's a textural thing, not a flavor thing, uh, for me. I will eat them if you gave me some Sour Patch Kids. I would eat them. It's not like I hate them. It's just that if the other option was a chocolate bar with peanuts in it, I would pick that. I I don't mind the texture, but if you put a bag of Sour Patch Kids in front of me, and also a bag of Swedish Fish, I would take the Swedish Fish. Mm. The Swedish Fish have the kind of the same texture, but are not sour. They're just like cherry flavored. Yeah. And Swedish Fish, not in the tournament. So even one of my favorite candies wasn't in the tournament, folks. Hey. Mm. But yeah, like Sour Patch Kids would just is just not my go-to. So I don't mind advancing Mr. Goodbar either. Interesting. The, we, the weirdest thing about Sour Patch Kids is that well after the heyday of advertisements that were like, hey kids, you hate your parents, right? Like those 90s ads. There was that weird, those weird relatively recent Sour Patch Kids that were like, hey, Sour Patch Kids are gonna fuck up your car. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? was like the Sour Patch Kids were gonna do something mean. Sour Patch Kids are very much of that candy trend where it's just like a gimmick to make kids feel like they're eating something they shouldn't be. Or like they're eating something they, they would like eat on a dare. Like it's, it's a step down from like a warhead, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like, it's kind of the same idea where it's like, Hey kids eat this thing. That's hard to eat. (laughs) Yeah, not it's one of those things that it sells itself to you by claiming it's not for babies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so perhaps improbably Mr. Goodbar advances uh, out of the the uh the qualifying round. I that to me is a surprise. And I think we're going to hear from some younger millennials and Gen Z about that, and they're not going to be happy. I, I'll say this. Here's how you know that I did not make this bracket on my own biases. I put Sour Patch Kids on the list because it's on the best-selling Halloween candy list. If it were up to me, S- Swedish Fish would be in their place. <laughs> but it's not up to me. It's not up to me. Uh, all right, the next matchup is between the number 12 seed, Three Musketeers, and the number 21 seed, Crunch Bar. Like, of the of the Mars bars, you, Three Musketeers is the most basic one, right? It's just the chocolate with the nougat inside. Or, I know by some people's definition it's not nougat, but whatever the, the whip is, right? Three Musketeers is just chocolate and then whip, right? According to... Three Musketeers itself. Yeah. It is it is nougat. It's whipped nougat. Okay. Well, uh, so it's just that, right? So it's like yeah. the most basic form. 
of candy bar, I guess apart from like a Hershey bar just being just chocolate. But uh, to me, I don't, I, it's two one note, a three musketeers is two one note. Whereas a crunch bar has texture that to me, the crispy rice texture is pleasant. I would, I would pick a crunch bar over a three musketeers. Chris. I am desperately trying to conjure up what a three musketeers tastes like in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I know I it's a lot of there's a lot of air inside that bar. Yeah. Like the the whipped element of the nougat, it's very light and fluffy and so there's a good amount of just air content inside the bar. And well, and to me, the thing is like, why would you get a Three Musketeers when you could get one of the more complex Mars bars, right? You could get the Milky Way, or most importantly, you could just get a fucking Snickers. Why are you wasting my time with Three Musketeers? What what are the Three Musketeers of this candy? Okay, so originally they came in a package that was like three bars, and it was it was chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry flavored nougats. Okay, so it's an aero bar. Mm. Why did they dump that? I don't. I, Why did I don't know. Because that's at least like a fun gimmick. Yeah. Of having chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla. Uh, I guess the whole idea of like a strawberry. Was it the nougat? I that was. I think it was strawberry. I think was, it was the nougat that was the was flavored. Yeah. Huh. I'm I'm bringing it up. Uh, I, I I would take an arrow bar over either of these. By the way, I would fuck with an arrow bar. A e r o. Yes. Yeah. European. Wait, no, it's not the arrow bar that I'm thinking of. What's the one I'm thinking of, Benito? You get a oh, thinking of a lion bar. I'm not sure, actually. I was trusting you when you said arrow. Arrow is the I one that definitely. That's what oh, it was. okay. You can um, see my. You can see where it got linked in my head. The sky sure. bar. Yeah. And right. Right. Arrow is the one I think actually has like air bubbles whipped into the chocolate. That's yeah. correct. Yes. Yeah. That's the gimmick. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Double checked. Uh. Originally, three pieces in one package, flavored chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla, and it was in- introduced in 1932. Okay. And it was okay. It was because of. Uh, it was from the war, World War II, because of shortage, shortages and rationing. They reduced down to one flavor. We've been past that for a long time. <laughs> they didn't go back. They just didn't go back. Yeah, I'm. I'm extremely biased on this. I love Crunch Bars. Yeah, I, I like love Crunch Bars. Crispy rice and chocolate. Mwah, mwah. Delicioso. Uh, so, is Crunch advancing? Yeah, I, I seems, think so. like, seems I, like it. Again, I could not tell you what a what a Three Musketeers tastes like right now. <laughs> Some upsets here in this first round. Mm-hmm. Were, were these the per, your predictions, Chris, as to what would advance? They were my hopes and dreams. I, I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think I, I. Any of us have been like on the outs yet. Yeah, that's true. It's coming. Our next matchup is between the 15-seed Milky Way and the 18-seed Mounds. 
this is maybe the most even matchup that we have in this first round. I was going to say, this one is basically a push, right? Because yeah. So Milky Way is more uh, complex than the Three Musketeers. You got the addition of uh, caramel. And you can also, they make a dark chocolate Milky Way, which that's appealing to me. Uh, and, but Mounds is nor- normally comes with dark chocolate, right? It's dark chocolate and then the coconut. But the Mounds is less good than the Almond Joy because the dark chocolate does not trump it losing the almond in my mind. So I could kind of go either way. The thing about a mounds is that you can't judge a mounds on its own because a mounds is always linked to an almond joy and an almond joy has something the mounds doesn't. Yeah. Marketing, the marketing of mounds fucks over mounds every time. (laughs) Yeah. Because mounds is the bar you want when you don't feel like a nut. And like there in every connotation of you don't feel like a nut, mounds comes out the loser. I'm I'm getting my life back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like literally having an almond in my can- candy bar. Mounds is the loser. I don't feel like I'm a little bit kooky. Mounds is the loser. I don't feel like a nut, like having a nut, <laughs> like I'm about to nut. I'll have a mounds bar. You're you're finna nut. <laughs> All hey. the joy is a candy bar for when you're about to nut. <laughs> I like I liked it a lot better when we did that podcast where we didn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the thing though if if i if if i got if i got a a a a bowl in front of me if i'm trick-or-treating if i'm out there i've got my i've got my turtle hermit gi on i've got my super saiyan wig on uh and i I say trick-or-treat and they offer me the bucket and i could either get a mounds or a milky way i mean i probably get a, a mounds i like mounds like mount mountains is good, but I I would not be able to eat it without thinking of the other candy. Well, I mean, Milky Way is a, in a very similar situation, right? Because it's a Snickers with no peanuts. <laughs> yeah, it's always compared to another candy bar. But they don't put that in the ad. They don't put that in the ad. That is like, true. It's it is not fucked over by its own market. Go fuck Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my personal pick here is Milky Way. Chris, is your pick Mounds? Benito, what's your pick? I uh, I'll go. I don't, I don't know if I want to be the tiebreaker on this one. Well. I'm looking ahead, and I know that it doesn't matter what we pick um, in this round. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go mounds. But it could go either way for me. I, I they're about equally weighted for me. But I'll go mounds. I think I gotta go with Milky Way. Okay. All right. All right. It, it was close. Like the, the that was a close one. Yeah, I, I also like the name because uh, I think it's it's weird that. Like, we decided in, like, English-speaking countries 
that the official name of the galaxy in which we live is Milky Way, which is terrible. Yeah, guess what galaxy means? What is what does it mean? It means the Milky Way. Does it really? Um, yeah, it does. Your boy, uh, your boy Galactus. Guess what his name means? Milky Boy. <laughs> it means milk. <laughs> what about Taya? What's Taya mean? Uh, it means beware the world that's coming. Okay. All right. Yep. Let's go to this next one. Greek. Greek. Galaxius. Milky. Yep. Because it looked, because it looked like it looked like a like a puddle of milk streaking across the sky. There's also a galaxy bar. There's also a, a candy bar called Galaxy. Yeah, what's it, what's that one? I've, I know I've seen it. I've probably even had one, but the honeycomb. Is it honey? Yes, yeah, isn't it? Well, there's a Let's, milk chocolate one, and there's also like they, they made it a honeycomb one, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's different. There's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this. All right. So I this is like knowing that, and I want you to remove that knowledge from my head. <laughs> I've decided. Uh, all right. I. I. Milky Way winning. It'll be important in the next round. I feel like. I feel like that is important for the next round matchup. That's not how always how it always goes in a tournament, though. Mm. It's not. Next up is a matchup that I don't know. Th- to me, this is a matchup of lesser of two evils. <laughs> uh, it's the tenth seed gummy bears and the twenty third seed Smarties. I'm uh, I, I'm not going to make any friends here, but I'm going to pick Smarties. Like I understand that Smarties is here because it's one of the the most hated candies. But again, I just I don't love gummy texture. I will eat gummy candies. Sometimes, but if you gave me this choice, I would choose Smarties. I know people hate them because they're chalky or whatever. I would rather have a sweet tart than a Smartie, but I definitely, you know, I grew up going to stupid, terrible church fall festivals where they gave us Smarties. So there's, there's some nostalgia there, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, when I told my wife this, she got so mad. She loves gummy bears. Um, uh, she loves Haribo gummy bears. And so I was like, no, I'm sorry. You can have the gummy bears, and I'll eat the Smarties. That, that will solve – next time we go trick-or-treating, we can resolve the issue, no problem. But uh, I, I know that's not going to win me any friends, but if I'm being honest about it, I would pick Smarties over gummy bears. Chris, you, you, were, you were jumping in. Uh, look, I, I think it's, it's fine that you pick Smarties. And again, like – I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Smarties because they are sugar. Yeah. Like they are like the only thing that's wrong with Smarties is the lack of imagination <laughs> that they were just like, what if we just press sugar until it's a hockey puck? I feel like there's at least some presence of citric acid or something in there. It's not just literally sugar. Uh, there's, there's there's a hint of like yeah citrus flavor in in the different colors of Smarties. Uh, and for okay. for anyone listening outside the U.S., we are talking about American Smarties. We are not talking about Nestle Smarties from Europe, which are like similar to M Ms. Yeah, they're big M Ms. Yeah, 
that's not what we're talking about. We're talking oh. about the chalky sugar discs that that come in like a stack. And and yeah, uh, yeah. So speaking of my wife, apparently for Halloween, somebody left. So she works at an orthopedic clinic for for a hand for hand surgeons and so as a a joke someone took rubber gloves and filled them up with candy uh, and left them on everybody's desk and the fingers each finger had a roll of smarties in it and she was like what a waste of glove real estate (laughs) i think that's a cute idea Uh, (laughs) i don't mind smarties but like i like i'll eat gummy bears i'll when i'm at target i'll just pick up a pack of haribo yeah, bring it on home. Like I'll I'll get gummy bears when I go to the movie theater. I I love a gummy bear. Right. So that's your vote, Chris. Gummy bears. Yeah. I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with Smarties, but I mean, between the two of them, I'll take the the slightly like maybe past some flavoring through the room, uh, <laughs> and then added gelatin and and made them look like a thing than just the hockey pucks. I, I I think I gotta go with gummy bears too, even though I I'm I'm not especially a fan of either of these. If I'm if I'm being uh, one hundo, I like in my trick or treat bag. These would be some of the ones that like I would eat last, probably. Um, like I I like gummy bears as a concept more than when I eat them, but. Smarties, all the stuff you said, Benito, they're chalky and yeah, and just sugar. And uh, so, so I'm gonna go with gummy bears, but not because I love them. Um, I just think they edge out Smarties a little bit. But I, I will add in, I do love Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. And if anybody has that comic book license and wants to hire me, uh, hit me up. Uh, streaming now on Disney Plus. It sure is. Um, okay, our next matchup is the number 14 seed Jolly Ranchers against the number 19 seed Hershey's Kisses. Well, Jolly Ranchers are trash. Mm. (laughs) Mm. And, I mean, Hershey's Kisses are... They are not a candy, I believe, to be eaten on their own. But also, I'm not going to put a fucking Jolly Rancher in a peanut butter bullseye. Um, I I mean, I think all three of us would agree that, like, Hershey's chocolate is not good chocolate, right? Like certainly any international listener right now would agree with that hands down. But I think among the three of us talking right now, we can agree that like, even though Hershey is like the iconic American brand of chocolate, like it's not good chocolate. Right. I I mean, I, I think Hershey chocolate has really good uses. Yeah. That are not just eating the chocolate, right? Uh, but I, I feel like I feel like Hershey's chocolate is the chocolate that Europeans are talking about when they talk about how American chocolate tastes bad or tastes like vomit or whatever. Uh, I, th- I yeah, feel like yeah. I feel like Hershey's is like the um, like the pinnacle of that. That's kind of what they have in mind. Um, and as was the case when Skittles were Apple, there is an there is a ban on Hershey's chocolate in this house. Um, with the exception of uh, certain flavors of Hershey's Kisses, uh, like the like the um, 
the mint chocolate truffle that is allowed in the house. Well, the the thing is, there's lots of other, like I said, there's lots of other uses of Hershey's chocolate that are good, like in a s'more mm-hmm. or with other stuff added to them. Like, I, I mean, I think I think we'll get further into this concept as we go. But like, Mr. Goodbar is a Hershey's product. Yeah. And just by putting peanuts in it, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah, just the chocolate by itself is leaves something to be desired. It is much – not to uh, step on the toes of John D. Rockefeller over here who's uh, eaten his Ferrero Rocher's. <laughs> <laughs> Hershey's chocolate is a lot like American cheese in that it is uh, like not meant to be enjoyed on its own. It's an ingredient. It is not a, a, a thing unto itself. Like I would no sooner eat a a Hershey's chocolate bar on its own than I would eat a block of like semi sweet Baker's chocolate. Mm. But I would take a like, I mean, I'll be cold in the ground before you give me a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> so, so Benito, are you are you voting Jolly Rancher? No, 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 no. Despite what I said about Hershey's chocolate. Uh, I would still definitely take a Hershey's Kiss over a Jolly Rancher, um, especially if we're including the variant f- flavors. Um, some of those I like a lot, like the mint chocolate truffle and then the, the Christmas ones that are candy cane. I like those a lot. I, I think you're both probably right. I, I think Hershey's Kiss should probably win this. I do think I have particular associations where, to me, Hershey Kisses go into that category of grandma candy. <laughs> I was actually going to say they feel more like Christmas candy than Halloween candy to me. Yeah, that's yeah. yes because of that one commercial, <laughs> commercial where they their bells that they ring that they've yeah. that they've reintroduced every year for like twenty five years, thirty years. Yeah, they're not reintroducing it; they're just playing it again. It's like the yeah, it's like the Cadbury it's like the Cadbury commercial where the where the lion makes. The chicken noise. Yeah. But they did upscale it to HD. Finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is it is exactly the same ad they've been airing for decades. I like it when that one Hershey's Kiss is like really exhausted after the performance. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I, I think we're all in agreement here. Hershey's Kiss. Yeah, I, I, I'm not as anti-Jolly Rancher as the two of you are but there are only maybe like max three flavors of jolly rancher i would like to eat and i'll leave it to you to guess which ones Mm. this ain't green apple i'll tell you that much (laughs) this next one is like kenny omega wrestling a nine-year-old girl (laughs) (laughs) but the nine-year-old girl won that match well it was a time limit draw Matt, if you want to get technical, but like, yeah, this is, this is like, this is like a, like accomplished, uh, uh, bantamweight boxer fighting a truck. Like, like what, when you made this bracket and you saw this one, you had to be like, like, this is, this is comedy here. Well, I I think all the hatred that Candy Corn gets 
one of these deserves more. <laughs> yes. Because uh, so, this is the matchup between Reese's Pieces and Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls being maybe the worst candy ever invented. Wow. If you have ever eaten and enjoyed a Tootsie Roll, you are a, you are a, I'm not going to say you're a monster or a deviant, but <laughs> like, the, you know, we, we can all, we can all go our own ways on this, but I don't think I want to know you. Wow. 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 Well, no, I was just going to say, so again, due to my uh, traumatic Southern Baptist Fall Festival upbringing, I do have, you know, memories of the little Tootsie Rolls, especially the ones that come in the different colors, like the the blue and the pink ones and whatever. Uh, they are super waxy. I ate a lot of Tootsie Rolls as a kid. And then if I'm being completely honest, in like high school and maybe the first year of college, Tootsie Pops were maybe my favorite candy. But... That said, uh, Reese's Piece is probably my favorite thing out of everything on this whole chart. So, like, I, I can't – I mean, and obviously, I, I don't need Tootsie Rolls now. But I do have some fondness for them because, just because of nostalgia. But, like, if you ask me to pick basically anything on this list, I'd probably pick Reese's Pieces. So, I've got – I got to give it. I got to give it to the Reese Piso. When you said um, this was your favorite thing on this whole chart, when you're like, yeah, it's my favorite thing. I thought you were going to say on this whole planet. And I was like, boy, I hope Sarah's not home. No, <laughs> I know because that would be my cat count chocula. Just, just kidding. I can't say it. It's our, it's our wedding anniversary today. <laughs> what a terrible time it would be for her to find out that I like Reese's pieces more than her. But to be fair, yeah. she probably likes gummy bears more than me. So, uh, you know, it balances. Uh, well, Benito, happy anniversary. No, thank you. First. Second, everything we said about candy technology, about Butterfinger, apply that to Tootsie Rolls a hundredfold. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls were invented in 1907. I think they're the oldest candy in this tournament. And they need to retire. I mean, it feels. I'm pretty sure they're basically just made with like one of those Play-Doh extruders. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's they just chop they, them up into different sizes. It's weird that they didn't stop uh, being made during the war, considering that they are made of uh, pencil erasers and wood shavings. <laughs> those were important for the for the war effort. They needed them over there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why do they waste, waste them on making Tootsie Rolls? If yeah. I found like a Tootsie Roll out in my yard, I would like call the vet and be like, I hope this didn't come out of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about Tootsie Rolls is like every type of candy that it's trying to be, there's a better version of it. You know, yeah. like taffy. There's better taffy. There's better, like, chewy chocolate candy. There's better chocolate candy of all types. Like, it's it's a wonder that Tootsie Rolls continue to be made. And, like, Benito, you're, you're not wrong to say that Tootsie Roll Pops have some appeal. Yeah. But even they are trumped by the much better Blow Pop. I get, I get you. I get you. Like, you know what I, I would like? Um, I would like the uh, mouthfeel 
and disgusting spit of chewing tobacco uh, with also a toothache and, and jaw pain, <laughs> like intense jaw pain. Yeah, where's where's Big League Chew on this list? You're telling me, you're telling me that's not telling me that's not in the top twenty four most popular Halloween candies. Just handing out patches of chaw. If you were alive in nineteen oh eight, and and this is like someone was like, hey, there's this new thing called I don't know when when chocolate was popularized, but like they're like, yeah, there's this new thing called chocolate. This is what it tastes like. I I would go to my grave. Being like, really? People are, people like that stuff, huh? Okay. All right, I guess. Imagine if you like went to a restaurant and a chocolate tort like tasted like a fucking Tootsie Roll. I'm getting mad. <laughs> fucking trash. <laughs> you know, Tootsie Rolls at Halloween, you're a bad person. Benito, you're, you're, point about big league chew yeah makes an interesting point and i mean i brought up blow pops also is gum candy Mm. i think some gums are candy like chiclets with you matt i think like not novelty gums that are meant to appeal to children like fruit uh, not fruit by the foot bubble tape that's kind of candy Right, and the, but then like for you, not them. Not them. Yeah. Here's here's. The, but does candy have to be swallowed? This is my question. Um, I well, I don't know. And the thing is, there's not going to be any definition of candy that's going to be sufficient to cover all instances. I'm just thinking of what Dr. Dan McClellan would say. Uh, his whole deal with cognitive linguistics and how he doesn't he doesn't believe in definitions. I mean, obviously, you, you know what I mean. But he he does he doesn't think definitions are sufficient other than as guidelines. And so, trying to create like uh, necessary and sufficient conditions to define something as candy is going to be very difficult. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Like like to me, yeah, big league chew bubble tape. Maybe the maybe the little uh, you definitely get the little individually wrapped like hubba bubbas right or uh, whatever yeah. and uh, yeah bazooka joes those feel like candy whereas something like ones that are clearly meant to freshen your breath that doesn't feel candy esque. Uh, so I googled is gum candy yeah, and I was taken to the first result was a website for a British company called Appleton Sweets. And they have like an FAQ about gum. On the page, it says, So, is gum a candy? The short answer to this question is yes, but there are many conflicting opinions about whether or not gum is candy. Then there are two highlighted sentences. Most think chewing gum is the adult alternative, so it's easy to understand why bubble gum is considered more of a candy. For most businesses, gum falls under the confectionery category. It's often made with sugar or sugar substitutes to give it a sweet taste, which is why many class it as a candy. I'll tell you this. Uh, I would say nicotine gum is more candy than a fucking Tootsie Roll. (laughs) (laughs) 
Forget about juicy fruit and 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 Wrigley's double mint. I I any like the I'm so I'm so angry that these even showed up on the list. Uh, well, Tootsie Roll has been summarily defeated, which means it's time to move on to round two, where. We have the top eight seeds waiting for their opponents, uh, which leads us to our first matchup. Our number yeah, one seed. I know you don't like to. I know you don't like to put uh, copyrighted music in the show, but can you drop in that Alan Parsons project song that the that the uh, Michael Jordan era Chicago Bulls came out to for this <laughs> for our for our number one seed? Yeah, for, for the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out at our number one seed here at the tournament, making their first appearance in the tournament from North Carolina. That's not where they're from. Where are they, they were probably enjoyed in North Carolina when I was living there. <laughs> oh, they're made in Pennsylvania because they're a Hershey product. Uh, Reese's. Peanut Butter Cups. And uh, they're taking on Almond Joy. They're... I I could be allergic to peanuts, and and almonds could give me superpowers, (laughs) and there would still be no question in this. Uh, what do you what do you think, buddy? Well, so the thing is, when I saw this list, I was like, "Oh, this is a pointless exercise because we know that uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is going to win." But also, and I understand, I totally get why it's the number one seed. Um, and I do like them. It's just of all of the Reese's Peanut Butter products, like the basic cup is possibly my least favorite. Um, like, obviously, I just said I love Reese's Pieces, and I do some. I like some of their bars, like. The the Reese's Take Five bar is really good, um, but like if given the choice between a Reese's Cup and an Almond Joy, I would pick Almond Joy. But I understand that's that's a losing that's a losing battle. But I I still I'm going to put my vote in for Almond Joy again. I know it's a pick that's not going to win me friends because everybody loves a Reese's Cup. But uh, yeah, Reese's Reese's Peter Red Cup is winning. Yeah, <laughs> you uh, you would pick an Almond Joy over a Reese's Cup. I uh yeah probably I would like really yeah sorry like I don't no, know I mean, it's, it's the okay. it's your life like you it's, you can make it, those choices I'm surprised <laughs> it's just like I don't know it's the it's the proportions somehow like I don't know I don't know what it is like I said other Reese's products I like. It's just, and I even, and I, I still like the Reese's Cup. It's just not my favorite. Okay. Uh, Benito, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? When I was a child, uh, my grandfather, that would be, that would be my mother's father, Papa, we called him. He, he right. had a barber yeah. shop. Another classic Matt Wilson Papa story. Yeah, the old Papa story. He was a barber in the army during World War II, and he had a barber shop that he opened when he got back uh, that was his profession for the rest of his life, pretty much. 
And he cut my hair until I was like 12 or 13 years old. And the reason I hate getting my hair cut so much is because my grandfather used to cut my hair when I was a child. And that felt normal and natural. That was my granddad. And so if a stranger is doing it, that's fucking weird. And when I would go to my grandfather's barbershop, he had this cooler. It was a sun drop cooler that he kept uh, bottles of glass bottles of sun drop, glass bottles of Coca-Cola, and Reese's cups in. And so I would go to my grandfather's barbershop. Loveless Barbershop was what it said on the sign. And I would get a, uh, a, a Sundrop or a Coca-Cola in a glass bottle and a cold Reese's cup. And, buddy, that's the flavor of my childhood. So that's, that's just, that's just a, a preview of, of uh, where I'm going to go going forward in this tournament. So basically, Benito, when you say you would take an almond joy, you are basically. I mean, I hate, I hate Papa. Yeah, I, I hate Papa. Yeah, you hate Papa. You, you hate you Matt. Buried by Papa. You want to cut Matt's hair and be weird about it? I, I yeah, I, I want to cut Matt's hair, and I don't think that's weird. I think that's a normal thing for friends. Yeah, normal friend behavior. Uh, all right, our next matchup is uh, between the eight and nine seeds. So this is a this is a pretty even match, although it's not for me. Mm. Um, Twizzlers is the number eight seed uh, against the number nine seed, Skittles. Twizzlers probably has the biggest, like, fun name to actual quality of the product <laughs> that anything on this list has. Yeah, I hate Twizzlers. Mm. They're mm. fine. Yeah. I I don't know when the last time I had a Twizzler was. Like the weird thing about Twizzlers is they're better than one thing that they are, which is that they're better than licorice, which is one of the worst substances created by human beings, maybe was created by Satan. We have we just lost all of our Scandinavian listeners. Yeah, yeah Iceland sorry. right out. Sorry, go go cry about it in IKEA. I guess uh, <laughs> IKEA got a good pick and mix, though. We're talking about candy, anyway. Pick and mix. He's got good, pretty solid candy offerings, honestly. But if if I went to a house and they were giving away like the candy you get at IKEA, I would be like, and like I live within like pretty short driving distance to an IKEA, so it is a thing I could do. I would call the government. <laughs> I would be like, there is some kind of cult or aliens. Maybe it's that cult. It's the cult from Midsummer. They live in my neighborhood. They're handing out the IKEA candy, and not the dime, yeah. not the good IKEA candy. Although I just, I did just say that they can mix is good, but you know what I mean. Someone's giving out the candy you get at IKEA for Halloween, and that's wrong. Uh, anyway, like they're they're better than licorice, which is garbage, but they're not as good as red vines. Which are Twizzlers, but better. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, th- this one is Skittles in a walk for me. Yeah, yeah, it's same, same. I, I like, I, I don't like 
any version of what Twizzlers are, which is that like rope licorice. It's just not. It's just not for me. Uh, next up is uh, an interesting matchup. It is the number four seed Hershey Bar versus the number twenty seed Mister Good Bar, and we have already discussed Hershey chocolate not actually being that good by itself. Does the addition of peanuts make Mister Good Bar the winner here? Yes, uh, for me, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> absolutely. I, I love peanuts, and and this is a thing that is no one's going to agree with me. But uh, I don't think there's anything on this list. If you gave me the choice, eat these things or eat some peanuts, where I wouldn't pick the peanuts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, I love peanuts and. Like pistachios, I would pick those. That's a snack I would pick over candy. So, like, if you add a peanut to a candy bar, I'm gonna like it better. So, yeah, Mr. Goodbar over Hershey Bar for sure. Well, Mr. Goodbar continuing its Cinderella run uh, into the Elite Eight round. Next up, we have uh, Peanut M&Ms, which are the number five seed. Against Crunch Bar, I just I just said I just what did I just say about peanuts? It's M and M's peanut M and M's. Yeah, like I do like a Crunch Bar, and I think that the 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 puffed rice is underrated in the candy sphere. Uh, but I mean, like peanut M and M's are like peanut M and M's are pretty top notch, honestly. Yeah, like I I will experiment with other types of m&ms sometimes you know i see that i see the big shelf at, at the targ and uh, they even do them they do the mixed bags where you can get peanut m&ms peanut butter m&ms and plain m&ms and i and i always think like mm, that sounds good i love a variety and then when i'm eating them every time i eat one that's not a peanut m&m i'm like i wish this was just a peanut m&m do you ever feel bad for eating the peanut m&ms because they're kind of the dumb ones in the wild <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, wait, hold on. If if we're judging which M and M's to eat based on personalities, which one should you eat then? Well, I mean, like, I feel like the regular M and M because it's kind of a like rude little little guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of rude, so you don't feel so bad about consuming them. Yeah. The only other flavor of Eminem that has a personality is caramel, right? And it's nervous. Yeah, because the other because the other because the other Eminems eat him. That's the plot, yeah. right? That's the plot of that commercial. They uh, they eat him, and uh, isn't it David Cross does the voice of the caramel Eminem? He did. Yeah. He, I don't think he does it yeah. anymore, but he did. But of course, you know, green Eminem. We all know. We know. Green Eminem. Wink, wink, wink. What are the uh, meetings like when they when you go into a company and you're like, this is the shoe that we want people to want to fuck? <laughs> we already talked about the commercials where it was like, this is a candy bar for when you want a nut. So <laughs> yeah, advertising is next. Here's the here's the thing though. That's not what they meant. But that is what the M and M's ads meant. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, peanut M Ms are great, and uh, and they win. Our next matchup is Snickers versus Milky Way, which I know I'm going to get outvoted here, uh, but I, I love Milky Way. Mm. Uh, Snickers is number two seed. Milky Way is the number fifteen seed. Uh, no, this t- this to me this is a matchup between Snickers and less good Snickers. So, yeah, uh, I mean, of the bars on this list, Snickers is probably my favorite. So, I got to give it to Snickers. I'm Chris. I, I I assume you're going Snickers as well. Well, I'm very tempted to cause controversy because, as we all know, controversy creates cash. Mm. Um, uh-huh. Because I don't usually like Snickers because Snickers uh, and it's only Snickers. I can eat any of the other candies on this list just fine. Snickers make my teeth hurt. I get that. So I get that. Me personally, I would rather eat a Milky Way. Because a Snickers wow. is going to hurt my teeth. That feels like an that's a major upset, in my opinion. I think that yeah, that that is a major upset. I'm a huge Milky Way fan, and I thought I was the only one. I like everybody else is going to go for the Snickers, which is great. If I'm at a Halloween party and there's a big bowl of candy from one of those you know assortment packs that has like Snickers and Milky Way and Three Musketeers. People, nobody eats the Milky Ways, and I just get them all. Yeah, I would I would be right there with you eating the Milky Ways and avoiding the Snickers. That's a major upset. That's the I number have, two seed going down. Well, here's the, here's the thing. I do think the flavor of Snickers is better. So, I, like, I don't like to eat them for a reason that doesn't have anything to do with the candy itself. It is a flaw in me. Snickers is not failing me. I am failing Snickers. <laughs> so well, I'm, like, I'm in a position where I could change the course of this list for what I think is a pretty valid reason of personal preference, but that I don't know if I believe in. Well, Chris, you, you have to break the tie here, so... Um, will either of you give me $5? No. No, yeah, no. Damn, I was really hoping one of you would go for it. (laughs) (laughs) But but Matt was very matter-of-fact with it, and you kind of had a tone. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going with Milky Way. Milky Way advances to the next round. Uh, All right. Wow, all right. Certainly not on air. We have to maintain at least the appearance of integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right, Milky Way. That's a major upset. Snickers was the Duke of this tournament, and it's out. Well, if you put it that way, Incredible. there wouldn't have been any question. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I would have gone with Milky Way. I yeah, I, I don't. Is anyone in this group a Duke person? Uh, no. Yeah, as a former resident uh, of North Carolina, no. As a yeah. current resident of Lexington, Kentucky, no. We hate Duke yeah. here. That's true. Our next matchup is very interesting. It's the number seven seed Twix against the number ten seed Gummy Bears. I mean, it's Twix for me. I didn't like Gummy Bears last time, and I'm not going to start liking them now. (laughs) Matt? I think by 
process of elimination at Twix. I like is Twix my favorite candy bar? No. It, in fact, I don't think I would go for it out of like a a bunch of different candy bars, but I'd rather have one than gummy bears. Whatever we pick in this round is be just being in a literal and metaphorical sense fed to Milky Way in the next round for sure. <laughs> so uh, I I I'll just say gummy bears because that's my preference. Because like Twix, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I like all the stuff, but uh, you know, I like caramel. But like the whole. Left Twix, right Twix thing seems very DC Universe decisions. You know, <laughs> seems like there's like a like a coded sort of thing to it. I don't know. I I feel like because because the cookie inside of a Twix is a shortbread cookie. Mm. I feel like it should be better. I, I get why it's not because it's a mass-produced candy bar that they're selling for, you know, a dollar in a vending machine. Mm. Well, but imagine I, if that shortbread was like real shortbread. You know, you heard it here, Twix. Twix. Do better. Talk about the Walkers, Twix. Yeah, yeah. Give me that. Give me that. Every dairy milk on top. Goddamn. I want to make a homemade Twix now. Yeah, you, Call it you the Wilson. You should. You you just want you just want Claire to come to your house and make a Twix is what you. She doesn't she doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. she doesn't do that anymore. She she left Bon Appetit like off the record. You want her to come to your house and make a Twix. I mean, if Claire Saffitz came to my house and was like, "Let me make you a Twix." I would just I would sit back and I would watch a true master at work and it would be incredible. I think it's fair to say uh, that if professional dessert chef Claire Saffitz came to our houses and said I would like to make you a confection of any kind, we would all jump at the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. Agreed. Uh but she made a Twix at Bon Appetit. Yeah. And I bet it was good as hell. I uh, bet it was good as hell, too. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I have I have thought, I have had the thought, well, I could go for some gummy bears. And I have gone to the store and purchased gummy bears. I have never consciously purchased a Twix. <laughs> I, I will say, though, if, if Claire Saffitt showed up at my house and was like, I'm going to make a Twix, I'm going to say, is Sola standing behind you to temper that chocolate? Because I don't trust you to do it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, I'm right. It's controversial, but I'm right. Me and Matt eating delicious desserts. (laughs) And and you've just got a new enemy. Next up is... This this matchup, to me, is no contest at all. It's our number three seed Kit Kat against our number 19 seed Hershey Kiss. It's got to be Kit Kat. I think we're all going Kit Kat here, yeah. Did, did like, did, hey, bring me off a piece of that. Did that exist as a phrase before Kit Kat, or did Kit Kat invent that? I, Telling someone to break off a piece of something for you? I, I Yeah, I mean, I think it's a phrasing that's specific to Kit Kat, because it's like, 
the the candy where you break off pieces. <laughs> like I don't I don't no, I don't think it was a common phrase before that yeah, advertising, but I can't. Like in the lexicon now. Like I could tell you to like bring me off a piece of that hamburger. <laughs> well maybe I couldn't. Maybe yeah, definitely what most, definitely what most people are, are meaning when they say that, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe I imagined a world where we all said that all the time, <laughs> and maybe that's incorrect. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it it does feel a little bit like beer me the car keys. Uh. <laughs> hey man, bring me off a glass of iced tea, would you? <laughs> the next matchup is very interesting. Uh, our number six seed Eminem's plane. Versus Reese's Pieces, Benito. I think we know how you're. Voting. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going. I'm going Reese's Pieces. This is what we really want to see: is Reese's Pieces versus Peanut M Ms. Mm. Like this, this is not the match we want to see. This is this is Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair at like a house show. In in like nineteen ninety one, unfortunately, the way the bracket is set up, the only way we could get peanut M Ms versus Reese's Pieces is in the final, and I don't think that's happening. Yeah, that's absolutely not happening. And also, yes, I do mean that plain M Ms are racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't say much for what Reese's Pieces did either. But it doesn't actually. I wish I hadn't made that comparison now. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 Reese's pieces. Yeah, it's it's three for three Reese's pieces. Uh, I don't think I've sat down and eaten Reese's pieces, and I don't know how long. Uh, but I used to eat them a lot when I was a kid, and like they always struck me as just like magic, like some kind of magic in that little shell. Mm. Whereas plain M and M's are, you know, plain. Plain M Ms are good. Plain M Ms are perfectly they're fine. Good, but they're they're yeah, they're good. They're not as good as Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces is my preferred movie theater candy. If I'm getting candy, I normally just get popcorn. But if I do get candy, it's going to be Reese's Pieces or peanut M Ms. If you get that Reese's Pieces, then you can mix the Reese's Pieces with the popcorn and that. Correct, shit. and that that is that's bon appetit level pastry chefing. <laughs> that's true. I'm kind of the Claire Saffets of Minneapolis. I've heard that. I've heard that about you. Uh, all right. Entering the round of eight. First up, we have the number one seed, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, against the number nine seed, Skittles. Just going to drop John Cena's entrance music here. When you say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, because uh, we know who's going over in this one. I'm, let me put in. Let me just put in my useless vote for Skittles and just move the cups on. Move Reese's you cups would on. Take Skittles. I yes, I would. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. I'm not like shaming you or anything. I'm just. I can't comprehend that. Uh, I I love Skittles. I think Skittles are great, but Reese's peanut butter cup is is going to be moving on here. I. It is interesting that you bring up John Cena, Chris, because what Reese's Peanut Butter Cup is doing here is knocking Skittles' shell off. 
Thank you, Matt. That was good. Next is the contest between the Cinderella of this tournament, the number 20 seed, Mr. Goodbar, against Peanut M&M's, the number five seed. Like, nominally, those are two very similar candies. Yeah. Yeah, one has a shell. Yeah. And the other doesn't, but it's still chocolate and peanut. Um, I still got to go M. I got to go M and M's. Here's the the problem here, Matt, is that you personified these two candies, and you attributed an underdog story to one of them. <laughs> and now I want to see Mister Goodbar go the distance. He doesn't even have to win, <laughs> right? He just, yeah, he just knew that he could go the distance. So, so you're you're voting for Mr. Goodbar because it's a good story. I mean, it. I mean, it would be if it wasn't going to get knocked out in the semifinals. But, <laughs> but well, no. it's it's getting knocked out. It's getting knocked out here because I'm no, voting for Peanut M Ms because Peanut M Ms are better. Like I, I like uh, a a. I don't know what you call like an M M&M or a Reese's piece or a, a candy of that type more than a candy bar. Uh, I like I like that I like those more than candy bars generally. Mm. So yeah, I think I do too. Bite size I would just call them bite size candies. Any candy is bite size if you're brave enough. Reese cups bite size. God be with you. <laughs> Buy a condios is what I say to that. Uh, Mr. Goodbar had a great run as the Cinderella of this tournament, but. Uh, has now been knocked out. Okay, our next matchup is between another kind of Cinderella in the tournament, Milky Way, uh, the number 14 seed, or 15 seed, against the number 7 seed, Twix. Wait, did Twix beat Gummy Bears? Yeah, Yeah, Twix Twix beat Gummy Bears. Wow, I I wrote down that Gummy Bears won that. (laughs) You voted for Gummy Bears. (laughs) Let me just adjust that real quick. Um, yeah, Milky Way. Uh, we know we know my vote here. It's Milky Way. It's, I shall also vote for Galactus. <laughs> um, this one is uh, it's a this one's a push for me. I, I might as well go Milky Way. It doesn't. I, I would take either one equally. I think, but I'll go Milky Way. Okay. Uh, and then the last matchup in the round of eight is. I think this is a very strong matchup. This is a tough, tough battle uh, between the number three seed Kit Kat and the number eleven seed Reese's Pieces. Benito, I think we know you're yeah yeah Reese's yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. This is a difficult pairing, but yeah, I would I'll go Reese's Pieces. I'm gonna say Kit Kat because something I don't think we often think about with Kit Kat, like especially when it's around Halloween, when it's just like regular American chocolate Kit Kats getting handed out mm-hmm. versatility of kit kat is off the chart the country of japan oh, man has figured out such so many ways to make kit kats delicious yeah i've had some pretty wild japanese kit kat flavors yeah, yeah but- um, and also i'm a huge fan of like the wafer in the middle of kit kat i, I love wafer wafer candy wafer confection and so i have a very strong place in my heart for kit kat chris but we're not talking about 
green tea Kit Kats. We're not talking about about like seventy percent cacao Kit Kats. We're talking about Kit Kats. Yes, we are. No, we're talking about all Kit Kats. If we can, if we can include other flavors of Hershey's Kiss, yeah, okay, we can but, include every flavor of Kit Kat. But then, why do we have two entries for M and M's? Because I think those are well, red package Kit Kats. Uh, okay, if if that's the way you have to see it, then so be it. I included two different types of M and M because. Of, on the lists where I looked, peanut and regular M&Ms were differentiated. The thing, Matt, I don't disagree with you, but it, we got to have rules or this thing's meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and you made the brackets, not me. That's true. So, so that's all I'm saying about that. Okay. Uh, does that, so that is that giving Reese's pieces the edge for you? Well, I I'll say this. Uh, you you two already said it. This is a this is a matchup that could main event any arena in the country. Uh, these these two could go seven stars in the dome, you know. Agreed. But I think at the end of the day, uh, I I gotta go with Reese's Pieces. Okay, okay. You talk about versatility. Reese's Pieces don't need versatility. <laughs> Anything they do to Reese's Piece fucks it up. Uh, fair, fair enough. All right, we're on to the semifinal round. These are these are these matchups are brutal. Reese's peanut butter cups, the number one seed, against peanut M and M's, the number five seed. I. We know what the vote here is going to yeah. be. I, <laughs> there's no, there, we don't even have to say it out loud. We all know. I am a little bit torn because, as much as I would generally prefer a Reese's cup, I do prefer like the the bite sized candies. To, I mean, M and M's, they don't melt in your hand. Famously, I like a candy shell. Keep things tidy. Eat a Reese's cup, you end up with like that extra piece of paper that's in there for some reason. So I'm a little bit torn, but I, I, I am going to go with Reese's cups. They have gotten well. Maybe if you get the full size Reese's cup, the piece of paper is still in there. I bought a bunch of Reese's cups for Halloween that don't have the piece of paper. Oh, they the they do sell like the they sell bags of like the. The fun size ones with no wrapper, right? The well, little, there's the really small ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are like individually wrapped in foil, mm. and yeah, those are those are a different deal. I wish they sold those. I, I wish I could just get like a loose bag of Reese's cups. <laughs> I could just like reach into like I was eating Oreos. Uh, all right. the The next matchup, another. Big one. I think I think we know how this one's gonna go too. Um Milky Way versus Reese's Pieces. Well, it's I mean it's it's Reese's pieces for me. I gotta follow my heart and say Milky Way. Ooh. Chris. I I gotta I'm I gotta go with Reese's Pieces. I I, I want okay. I want our top two to be a little more exciting. But at the we're end of the day, they're two very good candies. 
We're going to have Reese versus it's, Reese in the final? It's a real Subway series. <laughs> in the final. <laughs> it's a real University of Florida, Florida State kind of final. Uh, because it's Reese's Pieces and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's a real Superman versus Doomsday. <laughs> yeah. As a... I would say Reese's Cups are my favorite candy. Obviously. Uh-huh. As a, a, an eating experience, though, I might prefer the Reese's piece because I do like... You know, like, I would never eat a Reese's Cup in a movie theater. It's too complicated. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Yeah. So I again, I'm very Wait, torn on that one. Is it it it's it's really too complicated? I now I'm imagining yeah. a guy, I now I'm imagining a guy who takes a bite out of Reese's cups with the wrapper still on them. The the paper got, wrapper. You got to open up the package. You got that little paper tray in there. Then you got to get it out of the little paper thing that it's in, which means you have to hold on to it and it melts under your fingers. That's like three I mean, steps more than, than a Reese's piece. Most of the time, if you're getting Reese's peanut butter cups in at a movie theater, what you're getting is the bag of the miniature size cups, which which is basically what you asked for, Chris, which is a loose bag of Reese's cups. They're just not full size. They're They're the little ones. Yeah. But you can you can get a you can get a regular Reese's cup. You, you could. You could get like the two pack. Pack. You could get the two pack. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's my thing about Reese's pieces. I think they are, as I said, I think they are magical. I I do wish they had more chocolate flavor. It's there's not a lot of chocolate going on in a Reese's piece. Is there any chocolate in a Reese's piece? Maybe not. It may just be. I think it's just peanut butter and candy shell. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, which you know is good, but I the marriage of chocolate and peanut butter in a Reese's peanut butter cup is is perfection to me, and also uh, the whole thing about Papa. <laughs> On the on the bag, uh, it does say just peanut butter candy in a crunchy shell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I guess there's no there's no beating pawpaw. Uh, but uh, well, Chris Chris has not made okay. his vote. Would either of you like to give me five dollars? <laughs> uh, That's wait, so cheap. Thank you for the offer, Chris. It's a very generous. One, but at this time, I'm going to have to say no. But please let me know about future opportunities. As I said, we must. <laughs> did I phrase, did I phrase it? Was it better? How was my tone that time? Are you wishing me well in my future endeavors? I yeah. Trying to sell my boat. <laughs> uh, we we have to maintain the integrity of, of the candy bowl. If the candy bowl sells out, what's left? We are the, I, the last, the last bastion of integrity in candy entertainment. Yeah, a thing that I think we might have lost a little sight of is 
is that this is this we look we are all three dressed as 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 swords folk here that's true in this creepy mansion next to the spirit halloween on gimmick street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is a this is a halloween uh special we are we are celebrating the candy holiday of halloween and if i think about what i would be more excited to see in my trick or treat bag next to the rock and the pamphlet telling me about a little guy named jesus christ uh it's going to be i would be more excited to see reese's cups than reese's pieces cuz that's a that's a full size candy it's true it's true so that is my that is my judgment well it was it was close and I think Reese's Pieces, to have started in the qualifying round, and to have taken down plain M&M's, Kit Kats. I mean, Tootsie Rolls is not like a huge victory, but like (laughs) Kit Kats and M&M's were were pretty big wins. So Reese's Pieces has nothing to... uh, be ashamed of in in its outcome here. Uh, But as I think we probably all knew from the beginning, (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the, are this year's champion in the, uh, in the candy bowl. Exciting. No, the love of the game. (laughs) Sporting competition. That's right. All these all these candies are here for the love of the game. <laughs> uh well, that's that's it. We 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 just dis- we decided and figured out what the best candy was. I realized halfway through that I left off Starburst, which is a candy I love. Ooh. That would have been I'm glad you left it off because I feel like that would have been uh I don't like arguing with you, Matt. Uh <laughs> I'll argue with Benito all the day long, but I don't like arguing with you, Matt. Well, look, I, I know there's a good reason to argue against Starburst, which is whatever flavors of Starburst you hate, you always have to choke down a flavor or two that you hate when you get. Unless you, unless you buy the bag of just pink ones. Or just just red, just cherry, yeah. uh, which is my personal favorite. Starburst. I feel like I feel but like then, the other the other main trick or treat classic missing from the bracket is nerds. Would not have yeah. made it a qualifier. Oh wow! I, uh, nerds are annoying to eat. <laughs> yes. The, the 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 thing about Starburst is everybody hates the lemon Starbursts, and they're all wrong. Lemon Starbursts are great, and I'll go to my grave saying so. I just wish the Starburst Corporation would focus on what they're really good at, which is making jelly beans. And mm. not just do that for like three weeks a year. <laughs> Benito, it's always a very fun time to have you on for Halloween, and uh, and we appreciate it. Thanks for coming out to this haunted mansion to see us. Thank you for inviting me yet again down to old Gimmick Street. You mentioned your Patreon earlier. Mm. Uh, tell people where they can 
go give you money and uh, where else they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find me at patreon.com slash Benito Sereno, all one word together, B-E-N-I-T-O-C-E-R-E-N-O. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find, I got Halloween stuff up there. I got, uh, I do weekly horror movie reviews that you can get for even uh, $1. I do, I've got ongoing serialized Latin translation projects that I do for $5 and up. Um, I post uh, comics previews and that kind of stuff at the $10 level. But you can also join as a non-paying subscriber and just get updates on what I've been doing um, for free in your inbox. I also have a shop set up now where if you don't want to subscribe but you're still interested in getting some of my stuff um, you can now buy PDFs of some of my stories, of my translation of uh, one of the earliest uh, extended narratives about King Arthur. You can get that um, uh, as a PDF with annotations and images and maps and all that kind of stuff um, on my shop. Uh, you can also do a, a free trial for a week at the $5 level to test it out and see. Um, please help me. Please support me. Um, yesterday, I got a note from an editor at a place I write for. Um, giving me a talking to because I called Henry Ford a notorious anti-Semite. And so please help me escape having to work there by supporting my independent work at patreon.com. And uh, make sure that you keep an ear out uh, this very week mm-hmm. as Benito and I watch a uh, movie about a a haunted adult magazine. Yep, we watched a really bad movie that we're going to talk about on Apocrypha Pals for our Halloween special, which may or may not be out in time for Halloween. I don't know. Uh, And also, every week, we're talking about episodes of the television series Chucky. Me and Benito and Erica Henderson. Uh, So, And I would say, you don't even have to watch the television show Chucky to enjoy the podcast. And in fact, I would recommend that you not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the show is good. The show is good. Yeah, but I, I, I support Don Mancini. Uh, I'm scared of it, so <laughs> I would recommend that you don't. But I mean, if you like being bummed out and scared, then go for it. There's not. The show is not a bummer. It does not bum you. No, out. it's not. Uh, it's fun. Uh, hey, if you want to email us about candies we left off the list or out of the tournament or whatever, um, you could do it at our email address, which is warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us every story ever list there, or uh, let us know if you want to sponsor the show there. You can also get in touch with us on Tumblr. We're at warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. We're on Blue Sky at warrocketajax.bsky.social. You can go follow us there. And uh, we're also on Discord. We have a Discord that you have to be invited to be a member of, so just ask us in one of the places I just mentioned for an invitation, and we'll get you one. Or you could ask us for an invitation on our Patreon, which might be the best place to do that. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash to help fund this show, the fun stuff we do. Keep this haunted mansion on Gimmick Street from collapsing. This historical haunted mansion. You can be the one to finally give me $5. (laughs) Uh, If you want to find me and my stuff, go to mattdwilson.net. It has links to my comics, my books, my other podcasts, and my social medias. Chris, where can people find you? 
Everybody can find me by going to the-isb.com. That is my website, and it has links to everything that I do. That does Folks, it, everybody. That's right. Uh, we hope you have a uh, happy Halloween or just a nice end of October. Uh, if you if you want, uh, we hope you get all the candy that you like. And we would like to remind you that Black Lives Matter. Trans rights are human rights. As are abortion rights. Drag is not a crime. And cops aren't your friends. But we love you. Yes, we love you. And also, with you, Thriller Eyes. Stay on.